Hello, hello, and welcome. I'm Nick. I'm Ryan. And welcome to the Elite Coup Studios Podcast, Free War Game Review number 96, Shadow Era. A podcast for the week of October 28th. Sorry if I um if I didn't sell that date very well. I am a little under the weather here. Oh yeah, sort yeah. of as a um an oppressive front is imminent. Ah, I can't make an in- imminent front goof off my head like that. An <laughs> <laughs> imminent front. <laughs> I just I just meant that I'm a little hungover and I spent the morning preparing for the coming storm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you do for the storm? Because you guys like I, I know you guys need to like get water together because you're on a well. Yeah, we got the well, so we had to. Uh, spent yesterday actually bleaching out buckets to uh, keep like sterile water, and then we also have kind of just put a couple garbage cans outside with bricks in the bottom to collect rainwater to put in turlets. Right. Right. Um. Uh, you know, kind of just cleaning up the yards, you know, because, but yeah, the other big thing we had to do was, um, relocate the, the chickens. Yeah. Um, so we got their, their coop in a more secure area. Um, that was the, the main stuff, just, you know, other basic stuff, just, you know, flashlights, water and stuff. How about you? What are you up to? I mean, we didn't have to do much. We had to like take down the tent because that might blow away. We had some... Like Acura aftermarket fenders, we needed to tie down because they might blow away. Mm-hmm. Uh, tie the garbage cans to each other, and then realize we didn't care if they blow away because they're garbage cans and they're really old anyway. Okay, uh, you know, just the regular stuff. Yeah, just you know everyday stuff. You got the the decoy meat out in your yard? Oh yeah, no, we definitely did that. Okay, that's so. good. The Bowen detectors have new batteries in them. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, decoy meat, fresh garlic around the entrances, mm-hmm. the skeleton detectors, obviously. The silver silverware. Just get the good silver out. You're going to need it. I, I got like a 50 high stack of Milky Way bars. <laughs> just in case some trick-or-treaters blow in. No, 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 that's just for me. Oh, okay. Because, like, in this coming Frankenstorm, like, you, you're going to need... We're all going to need... I mean, we're in this with you guys. You're going to need to account for the weather, and you're going to need to account for those spectral horrors that, you know, it's bringing into our environment. I, I mean, if anything, it's actually going to work out really well. Because, I mean, you can see over there in the corner of the studio, we've already cut the, the hole from the basement to the roof to let the lightning in yep. and to, to raise the creature. So, oh, you're taking Frankenstorm very literally. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, you I know. was wondering, like, what the? I thought I heard like a bubbling and sparking noises. Mm-hmm. I get the, the. I understand that now. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's actually uh, etching some uh, circuit boards together so for a project later. Oh, uh, that, that's actually different. A different project. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, 
like that happens out here. Sometimes I'll come down and be like, "What's that smell?" And my dad's like, "Oh, I just got a bucket of acid. I'm making circuit boards." And I'm just like, "Oh, really? Okay." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes it's circuit board, the uh, circuit boards, the circus boards. But again, dear listeners, true believers, bear with me today. I've been drinking water like it's going out of style, and it will be because we're going to lose power and my well's not going to work. Speaking of hungover, yeah, I went to Buffalo Wild Wings today, Buzz Marketing. What? Buffalo Wild Wings? You went to Buffalo Wild Wings today? Yeah. Like, for breakfast. What? It was lunchtime, but it was breakfast. This sounds like a Buffalo Wild Wings story because never have I heard a story involving Buffalo Wild Wings that made any goddamn sense. Well, no, because, okay, so the part that, the part we get to is, on their beer menu, one of the beers they have on tap was the Purple Haze. Okay. Which is a wheat beer. Who makes it? What is that? I forget. It was like a, it's a California wheat beer, but what they do is, after it's filtered, filtration, whatever they do to it. They filter it through a used bong. They use they put raspberry puree in it. Oh, okay. To make it purple, and it says, "Don't worry. Sometimes a beer will have raspberry pulp in it." Oh, okay. I that's pretty legit. That's the part that makes sense to you. Yeah, that they're going to give you a freaking purple beer with fruit floating in it, uh, with fruit guts floating in it in your beer. Yeah. I mean, a wheat beer, you know. I guess. Yeah. It's like putting jam on toast in a bottle. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. In, in that context, it starts to make sense. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. So, yeah, dear listeners, just, you know, I know we're we're coming in right under the wire on this, but if you haven't, just make sure, you know, you have, you know, fresh water, flashlights, food supplies, wolf's bane, everything you're going to need. For mm-hmm. the coming storm, uh, get a get a sex tent. <laughs> yeah, it, for emergency navigation. In case you wake up and you find yourself have like time traveled onto a ghost ship, so in order you need to navigate by a nice guy, you could probably use a sex tent. I was gonna say just in case you wake up and find that your house is floating. Also, that like that's also it. Oh, it's like synergy. Yeah, you're covering for a lot of contingencies there. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a very multi-purpose I'll, tool. I'll have to pick one up on my way home. Yeah. Um, let's get on with it, though. Yeah, let's get on with it. So anyway, this is a game that Nick brought to my attention while he was going through the App Store on his iPad the other day, I believe with the original intent of getting the Battle for Westnoth iPad version. Yep. Uh, whereupon you came to know of a sort of collectible trading card game style by those very same Battle for Westnoth people called Shadow Era. Yeah. And it's a card game. <laughs> Like, like, okay, for, first can we just, like, consider for a minute, sort of, like, some sort of ridiculousness that comes with uh, a digital card game? Yes. Okay. Um, a little bit, yeah. Okay. Cause, uh, just, just in a sense of, like, um, there was a time in freshman year where I played a lot of Eye of Judgment for, like, a week. Oh, yeah? Um, and that game was pretty dope. Do you... You don't have a PS3, though. No. Uh, it was uh, one of the the guy across the hall from me, okay. um, who later went on to be my roommate, who later went on to almost be dead, and then we stopped being roommates because of that. Oh, Christ. Um, we had disagreements. You had a relationship. Of sorts, yeah. Um, but, like, I Judgment was cool. 
because it scanned cards and it like the thing like anything that is a card game plus digital doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense. Just like because like the the card game itself worked. It, the only thing that that worked for that card game is that it kept track of the HP of everything. Because like you would actually like attack stuff, and over time you could add like mm-hmm. multiple hits to kill it over multiple turns. It kept direction. It added animations. It did cool stuff like that. But it was entirely possible to just like if you had two people with two decks sitting in the same room, you could just play Eye of Judgment against each other with no need for PS3s yeah, and cameras. I believe so. Okay. Um, and it was kind of cool because it was the uh, it was like a directional placement thing. So like the orientation of the cards mattered because it was played on that grid and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which. There's a similar version of that in uh, Skylanders Giants. I think they call it Skystones in there. And I believe there was another system nearly identical to that in Final Fantasy IX. Yes. Yeah, the Final Fantasy games usually had that thing. Like, there was 10 had Blitzball. Uh, it was Final Fantasy VIII that had a card game in it. And eight had a card game, but nine had, like, a... Like a stone placing kind of thing. Oh, okay. So I know there was definitely that. I could load on my save right now, and we'll go play some. That that's okay. FF stones. Oh wait, nine was the one with the tail kid, right? Yeah, yeah, that game's all right. Yeah, that game was all right. Um, man, there hasn't been anything like that in twelve yet. What tail kids? No mini games. Mini games. Uh, I'm trying to think. And like Blitzball almost could have been cool, but I think that niche is kind of filled by like the bounty system. In terms of like non-game progressing things that you can do to get no, because those are stuff. Those are like very like discreetly labeled side quests. I feel yeah. Um, I don't mean in terms of like here is another game for you to play, but just like a a non like story progressing way to get stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Like that. Anytime they do that, it's just like here's like a totally separate thing we put in, and nobody knows why. I kind of like those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so so this is kind of just like Sh- Shadowware is a card-ass card game. Yeah, it is. Like, you just get a digital deck. And, and, okay, so, and that, like, specifically with TCGs, if you want to look at your Magics, your your Pokemon's. Your Yu-Gi-Oh's. Your Yu-Gi-Oh-Tus. Your, um, oh, what was that one with, like, the really weird art? It's like <sighs> Battle Somethings or something? I don't know. Sword Art on Cards? Uh, sword Art Card Line. Okay. Oh, we got a hard a card line straight to the two years of anime just glopped its way into this podcast. Oh no. Uh, but yeah, like the you know, there's something cool about those games. About uh, like you make your deck and then you bring your deck with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess a sense of ownership. Yeah, and then I guess you know when you get to tournament play and you have sideboards and you're doing all of that and like little tweaking in between games to like get probabilities. There's a thing, mm-hmm. but. I don't know, I kind of feel like the digital version of a card game, of, of like a like a deck-building card game kind of thing, mm-hmm. kind of Pokemon. The idea, yeah. the idea of, like you, like, you build your team, you build your deck, and then you just start slamming them into one another. Like, there's, there's nothing that says something like this needs to be cards. The, yeah, there's kind of a weirdness about digital card games because, like, just sort of the business model of traditional collectible card games is sort of based on just, like, an enforced scarcity yeah. And that sort of thing is, it's made more real by the fact that, you know, these are printed objects and there's a limited number of them. Mm-hmm. Even if it is, you know, like hundreds of thousands of them because they're printing out, you know, cases of booster packs every year. Yep. Um, but putting that into a digital game and it's just like, 
you know, trying to have the that same sort of scarcity because in in Shadow Era, you you start with a a preset deck and then you can buy cards. Uh, you can either buy like full decks or individual cards. I don't think there's any like booster level in between. Uh, I want to say like in the like full deck thing, I think there is like a booster pack that you can buy. Okay. Um, but then the trick is the packs that you buy, you buy with the real cash money. Oh, okay. Um, and they do start you with a couple, but not a, I think like enough for like a booster pack and not enough for one of the pre-made decks. I took the money that they started with me with and bought one card. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I've bought I bought five cards so far. Let, let's talk about the the game okay, itself yeah. though, because like getting mired in the like. For all the kind of weirdness of like uh, card tr- collectible card games, because uh, like I don't know, I played Magic as a young person, and eventually I was just like I, I can't keep up with this anymore. Like it's just I don't. Yeah, like collectible card games are kind of gross, and I don't want to do that. Um, when it comes to the monetary, like the monetary the, thing is probably the, still the more monetary, the the monetization oh. of it. But to talk about the game itself, like yeah, like if you know what a Magic the Gathering is. It is a lot like that. You have, you know, you pull from your deck, uh, you turn certain cards become resources, which then you tap resources to play other cards well, onto the really... field. you don't really... I mean, it's not like... Uh, the the way it works is that there, there are no cards that are like, this is what produces resources for you. At the beginning of each of your turns, you can, like, sacrifice one of the cards into your hand into basically your resource pool, which then creates this... You know, just the number of cards that you have in that stack that you've sacrificed to be resources, that's kind of your resource cap that gets refilled every turn. So, like, you know, turn one, you sacrifice a card, you get one resource. Maybe you spend that resource. Turn two, you sacrifice another card, and you get the resource that you spent last time back. Like, it's always filled up at the beginning of your turn, so you're just kind of building that up over time. Yeah. Um, and then since it refreshes, like, after about... Like, I don't think I have any cards in my hand in my deck that cost more than four. Mm-hmm. So basically after four turns, I can guaranteed play a card a turn. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you can play as many cards as you have the resource for. Um, and that's, like, about it. And then Yeah, and the- it's sort of the same structure of, uh, like, a Magic the Gathering where it's, you know, you have creatures and spells. Yeah, there, and there's like- basically, like, four things that you can play out. You can, like, there's a commander card which is a card that's out at the beginning, and it says, you know, how much life you have, and it has a specific ability tied to it. There are ally cards, which are basically your creatures, so you play them out, and they can attack each other, and they can do damage. They could also be blocked. They can be targeted, like, as creatures. They can have stuff equipped onto them. There are support spells, which sort of go into play behind your allies. Like, there's one that I have that is, I guess it's like a library or something, mm-hmm. and I can pay two resource and draw an extra card from the deck. Yeah, yeah, sort of um, static effect sort of things. You know, they stay in play. And then just direct spells. So, like, uh, fireballs that deal direct damage, like ones that will do, like, a little bit of damage to a bunch of guys. Uh, cards that will poison people, cards that will set people ablaze, cards that will, you know, cause the opponent to discard cards. Or disable creatures. To otherwise not. do things. You yeah. know, do, they do stuff. Yeah, but they're one-time use. You play them and then they are discarded. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing about the about the commander cards is, or the hero cards, yep. is um you only get one per deck. It actually defines certain cards that you can use like mm-hmm. uh the cards all all of the cards in your deck need to share 
sort of like an allegiance with the commander card? For example, my the the deck that I picked, the hero is a human hunter. So all of the creatures that I have are either humans or hunters. And like I use hunter ass abilities, or I think there's just sort of like common ones that like anybody mm. can use. And then I pick the human maid, so I have like a lot of spells in my deck and also a lot of humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually one card that I really want to get, the Belladonna, but you need to be like a the shadow guy. Yeah, one of the it. shadow creatures. That's um, the one that like when it comes into play, you draw a card. Oh, it, okay, but pretty simple. Yeah, but drawing cards is nice. Yeah, especially because you know after a couple of turns. You start running out of cards in your hand just because you get to play more and more. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's really it. Like, I'm, I'm not sure like where the. Granted, like I think everybody starts with sort of the same decks. Mm. Um, it does some things differently from really any other card game I've played. Uh, basically, the the one thing that really stands out to me is that creatures will. Uh, you can do damage to them that doesn't kill them, but it stays around. Mm. Um, like, you can lower their health over time. And I've never played a, a game like that, aside from, I guess, the, the Pokemon card game worked like that. Yeah, um, I, I suppose it did. But, like, in, in Magic, you either kill a thing or you don't. I think that it was the same way in Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, um, yeah, in, in you Yu-Gi-Oh! You can also, uh, like, directly attack the enemy hero. You, you get to choose your target when you attack. Um, so you can choose to directly attack the enemy hero or the creatures, which I don't know how much I like. Um, well, the one thing I haven't been able to tell yet is I f- if like I-, I feel like there sh- must be some kind of way that you can like declare a blocker if they try to go after your hero and then you sort of redshirt an ally. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I don't know if. I'm making that up, and you can't do that, or if the computer like has just chosen that. not to do that so far. Yeah, I haven't seen it done. Yeah, so that would be a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, your commander, you can get cards that are weapons and armor and stuff for your commander, so it'll actually change it and, yeah, and yeah. give him different abilities or change the way that he change the way he can do for you. Mm. Um, which it's just good to know. I, I like that fact that, like, in the Universal Fighting System, how they have character cards. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I really like that idea. Yeah. I don't know why. Even when I was working on Arcade Rumble, I was putting character cards in those decks. Mm. Um, and the the other thing that it does, uh, with the, the starting decks that you pick, they are kind of incomplete, and you're kind of expected to... It, it's You have to like add 10 cards to them before you can play multiplayer games. Right. Um, so even though you're starting with uh, like pretty similar decks between everyone, like... By the time you're actually playing multiplayer games, you will have specialized it, you know, towards your style of play. Yeah, at least a little bit. Plus, the uh, to buy cards, you need gold, and you earn gold by playing against, uh, like, a small set of AI opponents. Mm-hmm. So you'll have played, you know, a good two dozen games by the time you've got made enough money to buy cards to... Uh, you know, get into online matches, so, so you don't, know you don't, how... you're not flooded with newbies. Like, people yeah. have played a decent amount of the game to get to that point. So you'll know how the game is played and how your deck works and everything, which I think is a, a pretty smart move on their part, actually. Like, yeah. that's a pretty good system. That is a, a pretty good system. Um, I just hope it doesn't feel, like, too grindy trying to get through there, because cards are kind of expensive. Kind of? Um... I mean, I'm, you know, I'm halfway there. I've got five cards since I started, and... Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wouldn't say it feels grindy. Like, I would, like, 
I would kind of like it like if other decks have come up, I'd like to see more of what's available in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. That hasn't happened yet. Uh, apparently, they apparently they in the the update notes. Uh, that's the one thing to note about this game is that it expects you to play connected to a server all the time, like a, yep. a, like an MMO might. Well, but, I mean, you can you can play offline. When I couldn't connect the other day, I was just like play offline. But then it's just like you know play against the AI guys. And yeah. No multiplayer. But like that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe like if they're doing updates all the time, maybe that's when they change what decks are AI controlled. Mm. So um, and apparently they were just saying they are going to reset like the season, so there is a ladder system okay. in play for the multiplayer, which is what those rankings were next to everybody. So I think like at the uh, at the start of November, that's going to get reset. So um, cool. This week would probably be a decent time to get in on it. Yeah. Uh, if you care about multiplayer digital card gameplay. I can't help but compare this game to Magic the Gathering, and I like this game better, and mm-hmm. it's specifically for the way that the resources work. Um, because it's like I was telling you yesterday when we were in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like playing Dominion, which is you know another deck-building game, a card game. The idea is victory points you have to buy into your hand, or into your deck, and they don't do anything for you. So they become dead weight if you overbuy them early on. Yeah, so it's weird. Like, something good for you ends up hurting you. Magic the Gathering is the same way in the mana thing. Uh, like, like, I feel like, you know, a th- at least a thir- like two-thirds of the time, a game mm-hmm. of Magic ends because one side gets, like, a poor mana draw. Yeah, either they, get, they don't get enough early on, or, yeah, you know, like, they're just drawing mana and never getting spells... Like, a third of games, you're mana screwed. A third of games, your opponent is mana screwed. And then the remaining third, either you're both screwed or you both get a good thing. And so at least it's an even field and it's actually based on, like, Mm -hmm. the actual cards you've picked. Um, Whereas in this game, since it's sort of like... I don't know, like, if it works because it's sort of like a colorless pool system. Mm -hmm. Um, But just the fact that, like, any card can become resource... It, it keeps that from ever happening. You will always be able to build resources on your turns. Um, and it creates interesting choices for you because depending on what you have in your deck, depending on what you've already drawn, depending on which like way you're playing so far, um, it is it becomes an interesting choice which cards you sacrifice. Because yeah, yeah. once a card goes into like there's a, your resource pile and your graveyard, and there are cards that will bring stuff back from your graveyard, pretty much once something goes into your resource, it's out of the game. Yeah. So like you, you need to decide, like, okay, do I care if I never get to use this card again in this game? If I'm okay with that, that's what I'm going to pull into my, my resource. And there's been a number of times that I've been sitting there playing going, like, I need a resource. I can't just, you know, I need to do something this turn. I don't want to just sit on my hands. Something needs to become resource. I could see all of these being useful. I don't know which one might be the like is yeah, going yeah. to be the best. So it, it actually creates like a that part of it adds like a really interesting aspect to it. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it's kind of like constantly posing this tactical question to you of like, okay, this is everything you have in your hand. Which one of these tools could you do without? <laughs> yeah, and like the thing, like, like I, I almost see. I almost foresee myself having to build this deck with, like, cards I don't care about in it, mm-hmm. just because that way... Or duplicates, so you know, like, oh, yeah, I can throw away two of these. I have two more in my deck. Yeah, because, like, like cause I could just build, fill it, like, kind of the way I play Magic, try to fill a deck with just cards that I like, but then I would never want to throw any of them away, because they all seem really good. But, you know, you do it this way, and you start throwing cards you don't care about in there, so, like, it's like, oh, this is going to become resource. But, you know, if you have enough resources, they're not just dead weight. They can do something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you may not use it, you may not care, but it is not just sitting there wasting a turn for you. Mm. Um, and, like, that—that that is a very good change to the system. I really like that. Um, 
I wish we could say more about multiplayer, but we haven't been playing yeah, it long enough to. Yeah, us have bought into it yet. Um, like, I'm I'm going to keep playing this. Like, sometimes I'll play, like, you know, a, a game or two a night. Yeah, and I see then... myself keep continuing to play this. Yeah. Blech. And, like, the thing, like, like I'm halfway to multiplayer. I would kind of like to get into, like, some multiplayer matches now to yeah, yeah. either multiplayer or a different AI. I'm just a little bored of what's in there. But, you know, yeah. may, maybe now, you know, if it's going to be a new week, it's at least a patch for, like, different AI decks. That could be interesting. Um, and once you get to multiplayer, it might be that, um, like, the gold bounties after a match are more significant, so you start getting cards faster. That could be. Um, plus, just, just you know... Uh, Playing against other people and the decks that they've built, you know, rather than the same three AI. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and just interesting what happens. Interesting to to play into the latter play. I'm curious to see you know what kind of uh, how smooth playing online is. If you know you gotta talk to a server and to the other player. I imagine it's the same sort of like you know. Oh no! Like it. it... That actually is. That might be why when you have an attack, there's no, uh, like, choosing blockers or anything. So that it can just be like, okay, I'm sending out my turn. Yeah. You know, my turn is done. Once your turn is done, send it back to me. Like that sort of, you know, play-by-post style sort of thing. Which is good. Which is cool. Um, and kind of makes sense. Because, you know, this is a, this is an iPad, iPhone game. So if somebody's playing over 3G, mm-hmm. you know, you want to send, like, as little information as possible. And then, so... So, like, you know, the cards are 3D. There's a 3D well, play no, space. Well, no, I just mean, They're... like, if, you know, you had to wait for the enemy's response every time that, you know, you declared an attack or whatever, it would kind of grind the game to a halt unless you were both actively playing the game at the same time. Yeah. Um, That's also true. I don't think I've seen any cards. I have not seen any cards that you play on your opponent's turn. Mm. Um, so it could be, you know, it only sends one piece of information, which is, here's what happened on my turn. I wonder how much that is limiting what they want to do with the game or how much of it is already decisions that they had made yeah. about how the game's played. And and that's that's sort of like my one worry with this game is because, you know, they're playing it in this form and they've made, you know, choices about the way attacks work, the way responses work. Like there does not seem to be much, you know, the only time you get to respond is on your turn. There's not much of like interrupting other people's turns, which on one hand I really like. On the other hand, I wonder how that's going to limit how, you know, the kind of depth that this game is going to have. Um, but, you know, I haven't played it online. I haven't seen all the cars available. Um, so we're speculating. We have no idea how it yeah. works. <laughs> but, like, overall, it's really solid. And I still want to try, like, I want to go take some of those magic cards and try building decks like with magic cards, but then treating like the, the resource w- using that resource system. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you could even do it in a way like, you know, if you put a green card into resource that is green mana if you want to treat it that way hmm. um but yeah like i like that one system makes me you know really keen on the idea of a card game like that yeah um because just i hate i hate magic in a way that is sort of percentage based like that because i think that's some serious bullshit i've seen people like lose their minds over like one or like do I put one mana card or two mana card oh it's gonna throw my deck completely off if i pick the wrong one and those people were crazy and did not see how crazy they were. And that's sort of indicative of a lot of people who I've seen play card games like Magic. So. Okie dokie. Yeah. Yeah, you want to play some Pokemon? I got a box of pre-made decks. 
No, I think I'm good. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm excited to get to the multiplayer because, um, like, as far as I'm just done with, like, the, the monetary system of a collectible card game, like, I like the, you know, this is what I'm bringing to the table, you know, seeing what other people have built sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the Back to the idea of, like, you have your deck and that's a cool idea. Um, and, <laughs> well, and, and, like, go, like, go on. And comparing it to Pokemon. Yeah. Um, it just reminds me that, like, no, what we really need is, like, a Pokemon phone game. Because, I don't know, like, there's a thing, like, when you Whatever run... Whatever happened to Monster Guru? I don't know. Okay, yeah, so, I mean, that's the game. Yep. Like, that's about all there is to it. Uh, you can find it on the iOS uh, app, app Store. store. Yeah. You can find it on the iTunes Store. You can also find us on the iTunes Store. What? Whoa! We're for sale? Uh, no, you get it for free, because we love you, listener. Yeah. Digital copies of us. Your if, own digital clones if you wanted, of our thoughts. If you wanted to kick back in, if you wanted to help us out, what you could do is leave us a review and a rating in iTunes. It would help us out, and we would really appreciate it. Yeah, and just, like, tell people about us. Tell people about any of our myriad web pages. We have, you know... Talk elite- about us on Twitter. Perhaps with the hashtag OSPC. Yeah. I mean, find us... Go go to our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Oliku. There you can find us and some postings and create a community. I think you can do that. We have so many options for you. We have a Tumblr page. We have a Twitter. We're both on Twitter. You can hit us up. We're friendly. Yeah. I... I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, there's probably gonna come a point where like i'm talking about boners or something and it might put you off or you might be into it i don't know depends <laughs> it's like it's kind of like a shot in the dark but you may like what you find don't be afraid <laughs> finish although up. keep keep going with the although on tonight of is, all nights it is the season perhaps to be afraid you should be afraid. Take heed, fair traveler. Your bag will be full of apples. Evil lurks in the darkness, offering you bite-sized treats. But look out, in one, a writhing maggot. Who put that in this monkey way? <laughs> it was a fly that did it. it oh. In emissary of Beelzebub himself. You know, he actually just likes to go by Al now. It's much more oh, yeah, approachable. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah. Al? Okay. Yeah. In emissary of Al, the lord of the flies. Yeah. He's actually kind of, <laughs> he's actually kind of all right. He gave me a pamphlet. Oh, This is the banality of evil, right? When demons just get normal names. That's what that movie was about? Uh, Maybe? I thought that's what... Uh, no, I'm thinking Bruce Almighty. That doesn't connect at all. <laughs> Yo, hey, I think it's going to be my Halloween costume. I'm going to be Bruce Almighty. Oh, cool. I'm going to be uh, Adam Sandler in that movie where he had a universal remote that was really universal. Oh, uh, uh, Click. Yeah. So you, nobody fresher than my Click. So you're just going to go to a bed, bath, and be on a fall asleep on a bed in that your Halloween costume? Did that happen in that movie? That's what happened in that movie. Did he, like, press pause on everyone else so he could take a nap there? Or did he just do it? No, it was all a dream. What? Because he falls asleep, and then he wakes up, and he sees the beyond section, and that's where he finds a remote. Oh, what a fucking... 
fucking croc. And then, like, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, he's going to wake up on that bed at the end of the movie. Wrap us up, Nick. Finish wrapping us up. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, show notes are at the the webpage, which is elikustudios.net slash podcast. You can also send us feedback at podcast at elikustudios.net. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about something, if you want to let us know what you thought of the show, if you, you know, tell us any ways you want us to improve, tell us to go to hell. I mean, I don't know. It is the season. Tis the season to be helpful. Helpful? Uh, that's like when you, like, carry groceries across the street for an old lady. But the groceries are severed heads. And the old lady is made of hellfire. And the street is the howling abyss. <laughs> well, no, not, <laughs> now the only thing that we're left with was the cross, and that doesn't match. I would... Did you cross this? And the cross is an upside-down cross. <laughs> so, like, you're holding the, the bags of heads in your feet and walking on your hands. So, until next time. <laughs> Stay safe, listener. This is Finny Lee podcast reminding you to give credit where... What was that noise? Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul, seal your doom tonight. Nick, there's a Dracula behind you! Such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize. Seems so unsafe, it's semi-serious.